0: This week on the Hui, Maori Party leaders Rāwhiti Waititi and Debbie Naidu are alive to talk policies, deals, and bottom lines. Plus, we catch up with the man behind Māori football Aotearoa as he helps his teams prepare for their tour to Australia. wa and welcome back to the hui. They could hold the balance of power, after this year's election. Now, it will be a tighter affair, and particularly so, perhaps, in the Māori seats. So, what are the political fortunes of the Māori Party, and how can they increase those fortunes for this year's election? Joining me now are the co-leaders of the Māori Party, Rāwari Waititi and Debbie Ngārewa live in studio. ngā o te Māori, tēnā Lots to talk about. So, let's get into it. Policies and the Party – Perhaps if I can start, and I don't know if you saw the interview yesterday with Heather, mm. with Heather Teo Skipworth. Why is Heather Teo Skipworth not a candidate for the Māori Party in this year's election?
1: I think um, the first part of it is because uh Ikaro Rāwhiti now has a meca, um, which uh, Heather and the were part of um, discussing and um, and also endorsing. I think also, you know, that we have to respect our individual needs and the needs of our whānau in this kaupapa. Developing and growing um, a movement like we have is really hard. Mm. And so we respect this decision and we respect her whānau's decision in tōtoko um, what it is that they need to do um, right by them. And I think, you know, that's all part and parcel of what it is, is to grow a movement, is to also uh, make sure we look after our whānau first and foremost.
0: She appeared, she appeared mamai on the day the announcement was made. She she still appears mamai. What do you make of that? I mean, do you get mamai
2: when you see her like Oh, kate that? Oh, kei te aroha to ki te tuahine a Heather ite nei wā. I mamai. Mm because uh, we know this doesn't just affect the individuals, it affects fa'no as well. So, so how
0: um, did that happen, I guess, is, is what I'm trying to get to? What? Well,
2: we've had to go through a process with Heather and her whānau um, in terms of uh, the transition with Mecca, um bringing the Ikoro seat over to the Māori movement uh, and bringing them at home. And, um, and so uh, we tried to do that respectfully uh, and as carefully as possible. Um, and... Look, at the end of the day, um, Heather has made a decision with her father, and we respect that. Mm. Unfortunately, in this particular job, you've got the party Māori. the party part is the political part of it. Mm. Mm. And that has to do with uh, candidacies, uh, Māori role, general role, polls, um, lists. All of those types of things happen in that space. But then you've got the Māori, Māori aspect of it, right? And the Māori aspect of it is that the mahi we do out there in, the, in, in, in our communities. I respect Heather and the mahi that she does in her mm. communities. It's a bit like uh, Barabin. Uh, was also the same. So he decided with his final that the party part of it, the political part of it, uh, the timing wasn't right. Okay. And so he's decided to continue in the Māori part of it, on the ground, with his communities, doing the awesome mahi work that he does there. I think here, the also, there's a focus on um, uh, the iron Māori space okay. that she wants to put more effort into and we respect
0: that. I, I do want to talk about the other, electorate, uh, the other electorates and the, and the races there as well but just to close this point off, it appears that, I mean she said that if parties come to talk to her in I I think even Buggy is what she mentioned that those conversations could be held which to me the interpretation that I got was that somewhere a ball was dropped. Do you accept that balls were dropped where there should have been conversations with her so that she was still a candidate for the Māori Party in this election?
1: I think um, the reality is, is that we have to leave that kōrero with Heather. Mm. Um, what Heather feels and what her feel is theirs to... to talk to, it's not ours to um, explain, I think really the kōrero is, is there pain in growing this movement? Every time my papa rings <laughs> me about things we've gotten wrong and how I try to please him as a father and this one as a father and that one as a father, absolutely there's pain. Absolutely these emotions, and you know, we wouldn't be Māori if we didn't say that. Heather said, you know, we're complex, but at the end of the day, we are whānau. And at different parts of my journey, coming from Aotearoa, there have been massive pain <laughs> to get to our destination, because uh-huh. our destination is mm. Tēnuranga Tanga, okay. And there's no doubt that we all agree on that. Mm. Yeah. Do
0: you think you're going
2: to win all seven
0: electorates? And if so, how?
2: On a good day, we will win all, all seven seats. On a bad day, we will take uh, three to four seats. That's my prediction. I'm not to you, but that's my prediction. And so, we're going to work hard for the seven seats. Mm. Uh, if there's a turn on, uh, which we saw, which we've seen before, um, Te party Māori will take all seven seats. Okay. Uh, on a bad day, we will take three to four seats. Who's your, who
0: is your, lucky candidate? Because names have been mentioned. Two oh, from the one whānau, oh, oh. from the Maipi whānau. <laughs> oh, oh.
1: Well, well, true. we can't announce that yet, because mm. then we'd um, be giving away what... But um, we go, do have I'm an in announcement. Middle of ...this time. week. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, so. it's, it's this week, it's Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it's week, I just
2: know, a week. i it's a week A week is a long time in politics, so um, unfortunately we have to allow the electorate okay. the respect to be able to do that. Do you absolutely
0: think you can win an electorate like Horaki Waikato against a formidable... Mm. And as we know, very strong Māori MP in the Nayamoda.
1: We absolutely think that we can win um, all seven seats and again, you know, I think we were asked in 2020, do we absolutely think that Te Pāti Māori uh, can come back? Do we absolutely think the movement can grow? Absolutely. We, a... And we must, because we can see the significance of us having to hold a government to account and having to push back at the racism and the discrimination Mm. and um, all the things that are going to stop our natural thrivance as a people.
0: Let's talk about the racism and discrimination. already you made some comments about gangs. Mm. Keep my iwi out of your mouth. Why did you say something like that? Because political leaders are expected to comment on all matter of issues. How acceptable can it be for a political leader to not talk about something like what happened in all Portuguese?
2: Well, it's unacceptable that in the Māori seats you have an opinion when you don't actually go and show up face to face. We have huge um, expectation by our people in the Māori seats to face up Kanohikit, Kanohi. We're different to the park seats. They can helicopter somebody in who doesn't even live in the electorate, but because they're colorblind, if it's a strong national seat or a strong Labour seat, they'll get in, regardless of who they are, regardless if they're In the Maori seats, you turn up. Did any of those leaders turn up to a Portuguese? No. When was the last time they turned up to a Portuguese? Never. Against so, the national issues. This was specific to a Portuguese. My specific order to them was keep my iwi out of your mouth. Get to a Portuguese. Go and talk to the community because the people I've spoken to in the community, including the mayor, iwi leadership, uh, the health organisations, plus those people I have known most of my life, all of my life. Mm. i played rugby against them. I went to school with many of them. Mm. Uh, or Portuguese is my town, uh, and I'm also a member of the iwi uh, as uh, Ngaitama, uh, Ngati Ira, Ngati and so my whaka thing is, whakatōhe, I am whaka here. Yeah. I have a right to protect here. and if you've got something to say about the whakatōhe, show up and, 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 and face them face-to-face. Debbie, the face. you mentioned racism and discrimination. Mm.
0: Uh, you know, people might say, might level that accusation against political leaders when they start talking about inequities in health and the way in which the health system is trying to in- address those inequities, particularly with decisions they've been, uh, that have been made lately in that space, uh, uh, are you saying that political leaders, the likes of which, make those comments, and let's name them, you know, leader of the ACT Party. Mm. Mm. Um, Are they racist?
1: I think what they're doing is they are using the social theory of... um moral panic to create races, racism we've always talked about those that are emboldening racism and in let's and just be with me for a moment because their natural default setting is that we are um we are, we don't deserve inequities that that an equity is the space that we want to land at. actually for te Pāti maori we don't want to land at inequities. equities we want to land past that point when equities isn't what we're continuously fighting for and we're fighting for the destination to te Getting stuck in this middle game where we all know mm. that the system's failed. Academics, scientists, global leaders have all acknowledged the issues. But what we have, of course, is the typical mechanism where people will sit there and and I guess demonise a group of us, whether it be gang- gangs, whether it be those of us who are unwell, dying seven years early, that's what we're dealing with. And it's actually really lazy politicking, really
0: poor. Okay. So is the vituperation, is the political football nature of Māori in election years in these issues, a racist act? And if so, by connection to that, are people like, and let me call it out, is Christopher Luxon a racist?
1: Christopher Luxon is definitely utilising anti-Māori rhetoric to be able to gain points with his voters.
0: So yes or no, is he a yes. racist? Is David Seymour the same.
1: David Seymour is using the same social theory to, um, for moral panic, utilising the same tool of racism, and racists have to use those tools because they can't rely on, you know, intelligent. Um, pro-Māori, you know, tangata whenua rights. What they do is using their might over right to create disharmony and division in Aotearoa. And, and it's really, really poor. The sad part about it is, is that we're spending so much time deflecting that okay. when we could be spending more time on decent policies and investment to be able to address it and get past the argument of inequities. That isn't our end point.
0: Yes, yes or no, is the Prime Minister therefore racist, given what he was talking
1: about? On the I think election. the Prime Minister should have been better advised on how to use the kai a te how to use his mouth in a situation that we had in here. And I, I totally totoko what he called on, because as leaders, we have our spheres of influence to use our, our kai, our mouths, um, decently, or not and I, I think he was poorly advised in that situation. We've
0: got a lot more to talk about. I want to get into policy and in particularly your main message to Maori voters mm. in this year's election. We've got a lot more to talk about, as I say, with us of the co-leaders. So to party Maori, stay with us. We'll have more after the break. <laughs> hui, hui, Te Māori. Joining me, as I said earlier, are the co-leaders of the Māori Party, Rāwari Waititi and Debbie Marua-Paka. Rāwari, what is the key message? You said you want the seven seats and you think you can get them. What is the key message to Māori voters for this year's election from Te Pāti Māori?
2: First of all, and wrong. Second of all, make sure you're on the Māori roll. Mm -hmm. Why? It's because that's the only way we're going to get a greater Māori voice uh, in Parliament. And those Māori seats are actually dedicated to the liberated Māori voice. Uh, And depending on who your party is, and so te party Māori is that liberated Māori voice. We're saying, enrol, make sure you enrol and make sure all your mokopuna enrol. Where's the camera? That's all. Make sure all your mokopuna enrol. Make sure that you um, uh, uh, get to those uh, polls on polling day and make sure uh, that we're voting strategically to ensure that we get a stronger, liberated Māori voice in Parliament.
0: Let's say you get the seven seats, and, and maybe a couple of others on the list, depending on how the party vote goes. Yep. That happens, and you're in a very strong position to have a conversation with, and let's, let's be straight up here, Chris Hipkins says he's open mm-hmm. to a conversation, that there are some shared views with the party Māori. We know National's not that open to it, and we assume that David Seymour feels the same way. But say Chris Hipkins has to make the call. What are the first three things you talk about with him that you want?
1: I think the um, first thing is what we want to do is see the pain ease on our whānau that have been suffering um, from poverty. And we've given some solutions for that. That would things like GST or food, that would be things like um, making sure we address capital gains tax, making sure we address, you know, we would have had a, a couple of hundred million, billion, sorry, in a trillion, sorry, billion. in. Um, A couple of hundred billion, did we get it right, in the economy had we had that uh, capital gains tax since 2017. We've got 60,000 of our whanau that are homeless, we've got 100,000 empty homes. Go, you know, homes tax. So there's some things that we think we could immediately do that would mm. immediately bring um, more kai on the table, more uh, food into our whanau. And so those are some of the things. And I think what we really want to put out there is that we're not um, envious of those who are rich. What we are opposed to is the system that has been rewarding the wealthy, the two percent who hold the 50 percent of the wealth in Aotearoa. So there are some commonality with a lot of the discussion about taxes. But the difference for us is that we also want to make sure that that is zoning back into easing the pain of our whanau who aren't suffering just a cost of living crisis, they've been suffering all the complexities of poor living and poverty for a very long time. So, Do you you
0: have some support for the Green Party policy on tax, for example tax cuts for those under 25k, provided that it leads to something like GST I think ours
1: is is a lot more targeted and we've got policy to obviously announce um, as we're heading into the um, campaign period, so I don't want to give away too much, but ours is very specific. Can it's very. What it on targeted. my show? We can, well, <laughs> GST food is some things that we've identified. Yeah, okay. Immediately, we're able to ease the financial pain. Mm. Um, being able to address homelessness, being able to, with again taxes, that is reshuffling? So we stop looking after the rich in Aotearoa and start looking after the tangata whenua whose displacement has actually, and misery, has created the wealth in Aotearoa. Right. So we want to see it, it flipped up, and I think that's probably the point of difference for us is that we have a very tangata whenua. Um, focus on, on where the, the balance needs to be resorted.
0: How, how do you do that when you know Labor's already ruled out, certainly under the previous Prime Minister, mm. capital gains tax, and there seems to be no appetite, excuse the pun, for GST or fruit and veg? Mm. Because the argument is you've got to make this affordable. So how do you, how do, you do that? And that conversation should it happen after?
2: That? Yeah, well, it's, it's quite easy when you're actually not having those conversations right now. But come October 14th, we will be having those conversations and those will be the conversations, the hard conversations that they'll have to have amongst themselves, because those are some really, really strong lines for us in terms of heading into any coalition, uh, regardless of who it is. The other thing is, is that we have a multi-target policy mm. that is absolute uh, priority for us as constitutional transformation to bring rebalance of power mm. and decision making at a political level. So we've got the bread and butter issues that mm. uh, that Debbie talked about that can make a difference right now. G- take a GST of code right now mm-hmm. mm. would make a huge difference for our whāna putting bread and butter on, on their tables. Okay. But the transformation, the constitutional transform transformational stuff allows us to participate in the power and the resourcing of our people uh, in this particular space and the rebalance so
0: given your own personal experience mm. for example We've done a bit on bariatric surgery yes. this year. why it costs so much of people yeah. going overseas and using KiwiSaver to be able to do that mm. Is that something that you want to tie into a health policy? Particularly given Te Ora is only yeah. a year old
2: regardless of um, what the, the interventions are our people should have access to all of it That's right. And unfortunately, I'll give you an example my mother and I um, she has to go on to the, the uh, public waiting list because I, I, I've got insurance, I go, on, I go into the private. And so why can't we all have that? And so we, we released a, a, a policy, uh, one of our in our health, a hauora policy around a whanau health card. Yeah. Mm. That's already something we know, that's something we'll be pushing when we go into coalition, that the money follows the whanau. It doesn't follow the system that continues to feast on the dysfunction it's created. Mm. Yeah. Actually the whanau are able to go shopping for the best quality care that they deserve.
0: Uh, The mana policy, Mm. Debbie, is, is I think, a really important one, particularly when we're talking about inequities, right? And trying to address those, not just for Māori, the long-term adage has always been what's good for For Māori is good for Aotearoa. mm. And and I guess you have a bit of a responsibility as a political leader to help build the empathy from non-Māori to see the benefits for all of Aotearoa in this. How do you do that, given the isolation of the argument to just issues of race?
1: See, I I, um, would push back on that whole a belief that we have to bring Tangata Tiriti with us because actually they're already with us and some of our biggest fighters and champions representing change for Tangata whenua are Tangata Tiriti. We've seen that in the polls, our Tangata Tiriti support. And I think, you know, what we have is that, yep, a loud minority who are really fearful of change, I get that. But actually the majority of those in Aotearoa really recognise that we're all focused on making sure our future generations are thriving. So I, I don't know that we've experienced it as hard as possibly what the House represents or, you know, um, polarised politicians, we've actually seen an absolute, um, and I'm really heartened by it, this real positive reaction of wanting to work together Mm. towards this Aotearoa ho. So from just as many tangata tariti, tangata moana is tangata whenua. So I I actually would put to us as that the time's right. We're seeing seeing the excitement, we're feeling it on the ground. The total that is coming across to us... um, and I, I think it's a really positive time, despite you know all of the um, politicking that's going on. We are in a nation that recognises the need for change. We have 46,000 new voters now. We have. 75% of our population is under 40. We are experiencing change. It's just hurting some who have not known any other way.
0: Um, I think this is going to be the first of many conversations mm, we have with mm. you both as we build up to the election. And feel free to announce any policies you
1: want. <laughs> we'll no,
0: you. you can do it now. You've got <laughs> um, uh, thank you both very much. I know oh, we're going to talk again, but all the very best as we build up to the election. i um, looking forward to further conversations. Mm, mm. Kia ora. Kia ora. Kia ora. Kia ora. Kia ora. The Māori Party co te party Māori. Uh, After the break, have a no Māori to mahi. Football, whānau, and whakangahu, Māori football to the fore. It's called The Beautiful Game, but for a long time it hasn't been our game. But Māori Football, Aotearoa, is on a mission to transform the world's most popular sport by bringing more Māori and Māori teams to the football world. And the International Indigenous Football Tournament in Australia later, th- later this week is a big step in
3: a major shift for Māori football. Mēnei te at John Boynton. Some days, Phil Parker finds it tough keeping up with the younger generation. If you run past me, I want to trip you over, eh? Phil runs Māori Football Aotearoa, where he develops Māori footballers. These kids can play good soccer, eh?
4: There's a lot of talent out there. Uh, There's heaps of potential, massive amounts of potential.
3: He first started the organisation in 2008.
4: Yeah, because you've got to glam up a little bit. My whole journey really with Māori football actually was um, out of frustration, to be honest. Uh, Frustration that I was seeing all the other codes in um, in Aotearoa having Māori teams. Bill looked to teams like the Māori
3: All Blacks for inspiration.
4: I was worried that there wasn't going to be an opportunity for Māori to actually come together in football and celebrate being Māori in a game that's not traditionally representative of Māori. It all started off as a desire to see a team.
3: Since its inception, Māori football's nurtured hundreds of players.
4: So we've got six teams, uh, under-16, under-18 and seniors. Um, Football's actually very um, popular, especially in the younger, younger ages, um, because it's less combative um, than rugby and league. So it's a fantastic breeding ground, especially for um, Māori.
3: But it's not just about football. Players come together to embrace their Māori whakapapa and culture.
4: It's as important as putting them into a game, putting them onto a field, because if we get the off the field stuff right with our Tahamoti, if we get that right, it's transformation. They start to believe in themselves that I, I, am different, I am special, and I do have something that possibly not too many other people in this world actually have. As I, fucking These girls and how about
3: that? Two players have been in this environment. A New Zealand football ferns, Paige Satchel and Grace Jarley.
4: Grace Jarley really summed it up beautifully. She said, "When you come to the Māoris, it's just different. I can't explain it."
3: Jarley and the speed gets her through.
4: Paige is out of Rotorua, out of a little small club, Nungataha. I remember coaching Paige when she was like eleven, like eleven or twelve. Incredible um, potential.
3: Phil says it's vital to provide these pathways
4: for Māori footballers. Players particularly like Paige that have come from small towns um, prove that you can get out of anywhere.
3: And next month a new pathway will open up when Aotearoa Māori Football plays its first international tour in Australia.
4: We've had a few campaigns but all of our campaigns have been on our own whenua so we're actually going outside of our comfort zone with this. The senior men's and women's
3: teams will square off in a three-test series against the Australian Indigenous national football sides. (laughs) Rhys Ruka played in the first Indigenous series in Aotearoa in 2018.
1: It's fierce, and it's it's very physical and fast for the first half an hour, especially. Um, Yeah, so it's very competitive, but as soon as the whistle's done, we're all brothers, we all, you know, get along after the match.
3: This time around, Reese will be coaching alongside Phil's daughter, Taylor Parker.
1: What I'm looking forward to the most is creating a relationship with other indigenous nations and being a part of that history. Everyone has, obviously, two things in common. You all love the game of football and you're all Māori.
3: Kirsty Gage will be playing in her first international series.
4: Both squads, the men and women, have all just worked really hard to get here and I think we're just all gonna put our best foot forward.
3: This tour has been a massive undertaking for Phil and his team, with players having to fundraise for the tour.
4: We're a volunteer organization you know, and quite a small, tight-knit little group. We're not a million-dollar organization, let me put it that way. If we had million dollars in the bank, uh, we could generate more. The next challenge Phil is looking
3: to take head on is bringing together more Indigenous football teams from around the
4: world. Because ultimately they want to play. They want to get together and do the same thing, show sovereignty, exercise their indigeneity, celebrate themselves.
3: We've got the Women's World Cup coming here next month. Could you see an Indigenous World Cup one
4: day? Why not? 17 years ago, we didn't even have a Māori football team.
3: It's stopping to the end. But in the meantime, Māori Football Aotearoa is fully focused on their upcoming tour to Australia.
1: Very proud that we get to do it together. We have a very mixed age in this team. So it's good that um, we've got some of the older ones, to ta'afi, the younger ones, into this process.
4: <coughs> you going there to win? Part of me, yes, wants to win because I'm competitive as well. It's more about the representation. Did we represent ourselves well? Did we hold ourselves with dignity? Did we represent our whanau iwi hapu um, with pride? Kia kaha
0: ki ngā kapopoi Māori. The first of the three test series kicks off this Saturday on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland and wraps on July 7 on the Gold Coast. Now, here's a look at what's coming up next week on
3: The Hui.
1: Our gaming and tech industry is taking off, tipped to be a billion dollar business by 2026.
3: It's a boom time for Māori developers.
1: I think now is the best time to start telling our stories on the digital platform. But with Māori making up fewer than 5% of the tech workforce, the push is on to encourage rangatahi to go from a console to a career.
3: I don't think any of us ever thought that we would be able to do this as a job now. It needs to happen for our whānau, or else we're going to be left behind.
1: Unlocking the obstacles for Māori to get in the game.
3: Use it, make money, make businesses, get a piece of it. This is a new space for us to, to go and thrive in.
0: tāra, hui nei. You'll find our stories on our Facebook, Twitter and YouTube platforms or indeed at newshub.co.nz. Kia mau ki te tūranga o taputapua Atea. e, Te punna fakatunga rewa, te hui, ito toku.